and we are live. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome hello. everybody. <laughs> this is nice, isn't it? Lovely. It is lovely. <laughs> Even Freddie's smiling at me, so it is, <gasps> it is nice, yeah. Um, sound engineer Freddie on board today. Have you got sound engineer Cherry around? Yep, she's downstairs ready to uh, bark at anyone daring to walk by the front window. How dare <laughs> they? I mean, during, during recording time as well. Rude. It is rude. It is rude. Well, if you haven't joined us, uh, we are Quick Brews, which is the tiny little sister of Strong Tea. I'm Katie. I'm Vicky. And together we make up the team that waffles our way through our long podcast. And they started out, didn't they? We were, we thought when we started this um, podcast journey, we thought we'd do Strong Tea, where we have a guest, and then we thought we'd do Quick Brews, which is the shorter version. And then we found mm. that we just talked for an hour anyway, so we just <laughs> called it Quick Brews, which is just Katie and Vicky talking about, still talking about the topics that matter, still uh-huh. talking about uh, taboo subjects, uh, things that people tend to stick their head in the sand over, and things that we feel that people, not just us, mm. need educating on. So, mm-hmm. and today I'm really excited about the topic today, but I'm going to let you do that. But first, as we do with all of our episodes, what are you drinking? Well, I am super excited today to discuss what we're drinking. Um, we have collaborated with the wonderful people at Bird and Blend Teas, mm-hmm. um, who have sent us through some incredible teas. Uh, particularly on the run up to Christmas, we got some festive ones as well, which you know give me all the feels. They give me all the feels. When I opened the box, I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, a, I'm a little bit jealous because they sent the Christmas ones to you. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm demanding that you send some of those up here. We'll share. We'll share. As well as we do. <laughs> but thank you, everyone at Bird and Blend yeah, for sending you. these through. Um, and today I am drinking Bird and Blend's Blueberry and Peach, oh. uh, which has got apple pieces in it. Apple pieces in the tea bag. Um, hibiscus, rose hip, blueberries, and freeze-dried peach. And it comes with a warning. It says warning contains one cup full of happiness and may cause big smiles and sighs of relief. Oh, that's um, cute. Right. I yeah. like that. I had that tea the other day. I had when I got um the box that they sent over, they put little free one in the box. Oh. And it was a blueberry and peach one. And it's oh, it was good. It is lush. Yeah, it was good. It what does your mug say? Uh cheeky monkey. Oh, right. Cheeky monkey, I like it. I like it. Um, I have gone for um, Bird and Blend, one of their calm range, because I thought, you know, we're going today. The topic today is all about, well, I won't talk about what it's all about, but I thought this would be nice and cleansing and nice and calming because I think it could get a bit heated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's herbal tea. It is vegan and it is earth friendly. Um, and it's called Deep Breaths. Oh, what is it? Yeah. What's in it? It says all the super herbs you could ever need in this one soothing blend it's got chamomile licorice ginger and peppermint oh that sounds like a really good combination Mm, it's nice it is nice it feels quite quite refreshing i'm hoping it brings the zen with it i do too because (laughs) should we dive into it let's dive in let's get going okay right so today's um discussion is about veganism now when me and katie kind of put the list together of all the quick brew topics we did have to check if veganism was an actual work <laughs> we were vegan, actively right? using it though weren't we and we were like yeah veganism veganism until you said uh it's not a word i was like <laughs> just google it let's google it and it is so it's fine. it is it is um so veganism and 
I I think Kate will agree. We've done quite a lot of research. We did reach out to you lovely listeners to get your take on it, whether you were vegan, um, lived with someone who were vegan, um, or, you know, very anti-vegan maybe. We wanted to hear all your thoughts, your views, your experiences about veganism. And um, we've had a few back. We've had quite a few back. Quite a few. Um, and some really interesting like takes on it as well, actually. It's been interesting. It has. And the research has been really interesting. A lot of rabbit holes gone down. Um, and I think the, the veganism itself is a subject that could probably go over a number of episodes, but we'll try and keep this as to the point as we can. Yep. So, did you want to start with the definition of veganism? I can do. Yeah. What it is. What is it? What is well, veganism, Katie? Well, well, it's funny you asked because I have it right here. Oh. Um, I had to, I had to make sure that I'd uh, taken it off the internet because I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, so it says veganism is the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products, particularly in diet, and an associated philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. An individual who follows the diet or philosophy is known as a vegan. And then it talks about distinctions maybe made between several categories of veganism. Dietary vegan, known as strict vegetarians, refrain from consuming meat, eggs, dairy products and other animal-based derivative substances. An mm -hmm. ethical vegan is someone who not only follows a plant-based diet, but extends philosophy into other areas of their lives, opposes the use of animals for any purpose, and tries to avoid cruelty or ex exploitation of animals, including humans. Another term is environmental veganism, which refers to the avoidance of animal products on the premise that the industrial farming of animals is environmentally damaging and unsustainable. Okay. So it's quite broad. So I get the impression that there are the people that follow the diet, but maybe still wear like leather shoes. They might have a leather mm. bag. They might, you know, do and other things. Yeah. But this, then there are the ones that are the very strict ones. And that's the rabbit hole I went down. Right. Because, yeah. So I I looked up the Vegan Society, which is quite a, a strong standing obviously it's the vegan society um and they've defined it as it's a philosophy and a way of living um and they've actually said as far as is possible and practical practicable 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 i, I think that's um, a word. um all forms that they exclude um all forms of exploitation or cruelty to um, animals for food clothing and for any other purpose now it means possible and practical because if you are um in need of some medicine and some of that medicine, particularly in America, that they uh, test it on animals, but you need that med medicine to survive, then obviously there are kind of, uh, there are kind of passes, if you like, in yeah. vegan society rules, as it were. But it includes things, uh, vegans all have in common things like a plant-based diet, and they avoid all, all meat, including fish, shellfish, insects, dairy, eggs, and honey. Um, and as you said, that kind of includes animal derived materials as well. And any products uh, where possible tested on animals. I have question. my first I have my first question. Oh, I'm not going to know the answer. Go on. OK, no, but it's up for discussion. Honey. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> not set up at all, listeners. Um, right. Um, OK, so honey, yes, is an animal product, but it's not cruelty to animals because honey is what bees make it's 
it's kind of their job it's what they live to do isn't it they live to provide honey for themselves i think is the thing here okay i'm just i'm just it's a genuine genuine query i had a genuine question to a vegan about eggs so i i have chickens i have four pet chickens who are very much part of my family who i love and a part of the reason why give us the names we have lagatha sorry queen lagatha um any vikings fans out there will know exactly what i'm talking about um we have maya we have joan jett and we have john bon jovi um and yes john bon jovi is a hen now they're part of the reason why i gave up eating chicken and then gave up meat completely um because I, I just couldn't face eating my pet to be honest <laughs> I just couldn't do it but they give me eggs every day now there aren't baby chicks in there it's an embryo that's what an unfertilized egg is and they give those eggs every day and if you leave the eggs in with them it can it's actually cruel because it can make them broody it can cause no end of issues and actually they eat them themselves if you leave them for too long they'll eat them and there's nothing wrong with that they you know, it gives them the protein. It sounds a bit weird, but yes, some hens do eat their own eggs. So I don't see a problem with eating eggs and can't really understand why that's cruel in that sense. Don't get me wrong. Some um, free range and particularly battery hens, the way those animals are kept and the way that the eggs are collected is very, very cruel. Oh, yes. But I wouldn't consider that what i was doing was uh, i don't extra chickens just produce eggs every single day regardless i think it's the manner of which you take it but yeah i don't know no i i i know what you mean and i i guess probably i hadn't really thought about eggs because i've always thought right well an egg is an ungrown chicken but Mm. obviously like you say it's an unfertilized egg it always i love eggs but it does make me feel a bit queasy sometimes when I think about like what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think probably consideration for that. I I kind of get why vegans don't eat eggs, but because it, even someone who loves eggs and eats them regularly, like daily, mm. I still feel a bit icky about it sometimes. But I always make sure I have free range. And you know those proper like the proper organic chickens that are allowed to roam free, not like nothing to do with battery hens. So I try and be as ethical as I can about it. But yeah, I I know what you mean because they're just, they're just producing them. That's just what they do. So why is that cruel? There are some, yeah, a little caveat, some free range. So the rules for free range can still mean that there is an element of cruelty to chickens so yeah everyone who's buying free range just be aware mm. of what free range if you can buy from a farm or buy anywhere else then then please do yeah i've i've, um, I've read it i've read about that because it's quite it can be quite misleading can't it because you think yeah. you're doing the right thing and i tend to buy ones that are you know things like clarence court and stuff like that which are like they are more expensive because the way uh, the ways they raise their yeah um, the way they raise their hens but they are better yeah um here's a question then breast milk is breast milk vegan 
Interesting. Mm, yeah. I know we should have actually we should have it depends if you're an animal. <laughs> well no, because it says here, it says in this um well, it says uh, ethical vegan, someone who not only follows a plant-based diet, but um, it says avoids any cruelty or exploitation of all animals, including humans. And I don't think of myself as being exploited. I'm only I'm only referencing this now because Freddie is currently feeding from me. If you can hear slurping noises, so sorry about that. Um, but I wonder if if vegans, because I I read a lot as well about parents who raise their babies and mm. children as vegans and yeah. i'm wondering if breast milk is classed as vegan because it is a human oh, animal that's an interesting point maybe we should have looked that up <laughs> if we'd have known that conversation was going to come oh, up on veganism too yeah <laughs> i think what really interested me the most is obviously the subtypes of veganism as well or subtypes of vegan and you covered it a little bit because i found uh, quite a few there's the anything vegan so they eat anything that says vegan or has no meat in it. Um, most of it's processed vegan meats, snacks, um, sweeties, chips, ice cream. Um, and they're still vegan, but they're not incredibly healthy. Then you've got whole food vegan. And they're the vegans um, that will only eat things like nuts, whole grains. Is it legumes? Yeah. Yep. Vegetables and fruits. And that requires a whole whole load of discipline. You've got the raw vegan, and mm-hmm. they only eat raw fruit and veggies. No cooking, just literally rinse, eat, uh, no bread or anything processed. You've got the strict ve- vegans, and these are the diehard ones, which kind of co- you covered in your definition, where um, no leather, no animal rugs, um, no hunting, fishing, or clothing made from animals, no products tested on animals at all. You've got what's called the alkaline vegan, um, now they only eat fruit and vegetables with an alkaline pH balance. Um, so yeah, I, it's quite an unusual one. But they they mainly eat things like quinoa, mushrooms, bell peppers, and butternut squash. Okay. The dietary vegans, which are often known as the um, unethical ones, so they'll only eat vegan strictly for dietary reasons. Okay. Um, so they're not doing it to uh, be environmentally conscious or to help animals. They're just doing it to be healthy. Yeah. Um, you've got the extreme vegan and they're the ones that have kind of turned the philosophy into a bit of a political. I don't think that's a type of vegan. I think that's more of a personality, to be honest. Um, and then you've got the fair weather vegan. So these are the ones that um, basically they're they're vegan on and off. Um yeah will flip their diets kind of flexible in their their veganism yeah yeah i i think it's interesting to know that there are different types because i've always sort of thought it was just one banner really and obviously there are so many different types and before i was thinking well you know like years ago when people used to talk about vegans i mean it's so prevalent now you know i only have to walk around the town and there's like a vegan cafe Mm. And, you know, all the menus in all the places you go have vegan options. Mm. You know, it's now becoming more prevalent to have vegan food than there is gluten-free, which I am. Um, And it's easier to get vegan food than it is Mm. gluten-free. But I guess when I first sort of heard about it, I was just like, so what? People just eating vegetables and nuts. Is that Mm. it? Of course, it's so much more than that now, isn't Mm. it? This has become so advanced. And one of the things I looked up is I wanted to look at the pros and cons of Mm. veganism. 
Um, so I did a little bit of research on that. And funnily enough, uh, one of my um, people that I spoke to, who's actually my cousin, um, he's um, in medical school. Mm. He follows a vegan diet. And I'll tell you about what he said in a minute, but there's a lot of myths that he sort of dispelled in what he sent me about it. Cause I was like, well, you know, can you get enough protein and what about your vitamins and stuff like that? So he, I'll come on to that later, but in the list of pros um, that you get for veganism. So things that are advantages we've got, uh, it might slow down climate change. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, probably if, uh, places like China stop pumping out so much uh, emissions, yeah. then that would probably help more. But yes, I, I, I get It's going to help more than a cow fart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, methane, yeah. Um, uh, posi- positive health effects. Now, I've heard a lot of that. Almost everyone yeah. I've spoken to has said, yeah, they feel so much better for it. Increased life expectancy, which again comes from positive mm-hmm. health effects. Uh, reduction of obesity problem which again, less pressure on the NHS, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Reduction of industrial meat production. Fewer animals have to die. Increase in food use efficiency. Mitigation of the hunger problem. Reduction in use of antibiotics. Overfishing might be prevented. Water conservation. Reduction in soil pollution. Reduction in groundwater pollution. Increased awareness regarding uh, your diet. And it's the easiest time to go vegan because it's so easy to do it right now. Yeah. One of the things I saw was that 2022 um, is going to be pretty much the year of the vegan because there is it, it's just a growing industry. Yeah. Um, I think 2019, it, it hit publicity, as it were, and was quite popular. But since then, it's just been growing and growing and growing. And they think 2022, because of the coverage it's been getting and the medical health benefits that have been advertised, it's really going to gonna take off this yeah did you find that on your stat website because i think i think (laughs) i might have found the same one where it talks about jackfruit oh no i didn't see the jackfruit one i do okay Okay. we'll come on to we'll come to that shortly i'm now going to tell you the cons and disadvantages of veganism well can i stop you just there mid-flow you can she didn't look at me with death stare then because what you've just said when your pros about the environment I found a con which took me back a bit. Um, so basically, vegan diets can inadvertently reduce animal biodiversity. So the use of heavy chemicals is is rampant in mass-produced vegan crops like soy and, and legume crops. This type of agriculture actually harms the environment and it reduces the health of the soil and ultimately just makes the planet unhealthy. And according to um, Dr. Alan Williams, PhD, who is an expert in regenerative architect, um, agriculture, not architecture, that's a completely different thing. Um, <laughs> the fungicides, pesticides and synthetic fertilizers and heavy uh, tillage that go into the production of vegan crops like these can actually cause huge damage. And 95% of crops today undergo that artificial growing condi- condition. Um, and so restoring soil to a natural condition requires turning the dirt and into the soil and restoring the farmlands. And actually, the vegan movement takes an oversimplistic look at the ecosystems and, and how this happens naturally with animals there, because the animal presence actually um, helps sequester the carbon. So this, this circle of life means that natural fertilizer like compost and manure 
it actually naturally supports a healthy ecosystem in the soil and enhances the nutrients. But because of the growing demand of veganism, it's going more the other way. And that really shocked me because I always thought veganism was the top tier of being environmentally friendly. Mm. Mm. How do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think as with any argument, if you want to find something that Mm. will support your argument, you will make it work for you, won't you? So whereas I've just read that there, this is from an environmental website that talks about um, how to environmentally uh, improve your impact on the world. And, you know, just by saying reduction in soil pollution, that's just one bullet point, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. it said. And you're thinking that might not be your reason for going a vegan, but if you're looking through it and thinking, yeah, I'm doing a good thing here, I'm doing a good yeah. thing. When you dig into it, you think, mm, really, is it? It might be initially improving it, but really in the grand scheme of things and that circle of life kind of mentality, yeah. is it? Is it really improving things? And I think that's the same with a lot of arguments about a lot of things. I certainly see the health impacts, and I know we'll come on to that shortly, um, and I understand that. And I understand there's a lot of um, uh, environmentally environmental factors that do mm. feature in this. And animal cruelty is a big one because I obviously love my animals. And, mm. you know, a lot of people start talking about the whole well, I don't like cruelty to animals. And I'm like, well, I don't, but I do eat meat. So does that make me a hypocrite? And then I think, well, I eat all organic meat, you know, and I always buy locally as well. And I buy from like places like farm shops and stuff where, you know, they've raised the animals on site Mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that. And I mean, vegans are going to look at that and say, well, it doesn't matter. You're still killing an animal. But Mm -hmm. if I I want to eat meat, I feel like I'm doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a conscious thing to it. I know we'll come on to this later, but I want to ask your opinion on this because uh, I had a conversation with some friends the other day and we were talking about the whole veganism side of things and protein that is produced that's not natural. So mm. uh, manufactured protein, tofu, um, things like that, because that's not a naturally occurring product, is it? No. no. So that is not really natural Mm -hmm. so is that better for you than eating say you know something which is organically reared you know you're you're yeah do you see what I mean you're eating something which is genetically not genetically but it's been manufactured as opposed to something which is pure and um if as long as you're sourcing what you're eating appropriately yeah I get what you mean I I get what you're saying totally get what you're saying because one of the things with going vegan as well is that it can cause things like anemia it can disrupt the hormone system and it's actually deficient in a lot of vitamins and minerals so what you're saying is that to replace that you're going to have to find other potentially not natural uh what's the word elements like sources yeah sources yeah you're going to have yourself a pretty bad time physically if you don't bump up that mineral vitamin reserve. Yeah. Now, and it's one of the arguments. And these are all these are all things that I have, you know, as we do with all these top, um, conversations, we should say that, you know, everyone's opinions are their own. And this oh, is yeah, just yeah. me and Vicky. This is me and Vicky just having a chat about 
our our opinions on it. So please don't shoot the messenger. But these were all things that I thought about before I started researching into it and before I started talking to people about mm. it, because I found this, you can get two types of vegan, can't you? You can get the ones that want to force it down your throat and you can get ones that are very much like, you know what, it's up to you what you do, but I do it because of this. Yeah. And I've got, I've actually had loads of, uh, really interesting conversations with those people and it's made me think well I wonder if I could do it for like a couple of days a week mm. and just cut out what I have and I don't know if the answer is yes I think mm. I could probably vegetarian I could definitely nail on a yeah you know, couple of days a week but I do think there are quite a few things that I would miss and yeah like you say the you have to make sure that you are topping up what you're eating yeah. Make sure you are hitting all of those levels. Do you want to hear what this website said the cons and disadvantages were? Yeah, go on. So nutrient and vitamin deficiencies, which is what you've just said. Mm. Uh, you you may need to motivate yourself quite often. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fair enough. <laughs> um, hard to implement into your daily life. I don't mm. I probably don't agree with that now. Depends how prepared you are. And you can be quite prepared. So if you've got online shopping, you can kind of I mean, God. <laughs> who's got the time but you could kind of make yourself more organized if because it's a philosophy it's a way of life so you do adapt your life yeah it, I mean it's it's like like it said in the advantages it's the easiest time now yeah. to yeah. go vegan and I think yeah it's like you say organizing yourself mm. ahead of time I think you can I think you could do you can do it on a daily basis. I know plenty of people that do. Vegan diet can be expensive. Mm. I mean cost of living at the moment is it really that much more expensive? Plant-based burgers do tend to be quite pricey. Do they? Yeah. And, and here's the thing, as a veggie, which you are, mm-hmm. do you eat you know you can get so you can get the burgers that are like um or they're almost like ma- mashed up sweet potato with vegetables in mm-hmm. um like in burger form and mm-hmm. or the ones that are like meat as in they're like meat in texture yeah the ones that are like meat in texture i mean i'll eat both but i i prefer ones that are potentially taste a bit smoky or a bit meat like does that make okay. sense yeah okay. yeah so you like you like that Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I never, I never kind of, it was, I'm, a, I'm an ethical vegetarian where okay. I'm kind of, I, I saw, <laughs> I saw YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie. Freddie just burped in right into the microphone there. Methane. Well done, Freddie. <laughs> Helping um, the environment one baby at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I kind of, like I said, having pet chickens and then seeing the malt and actually looking at their skin. <laughs> And then recognizing that, you know, that they pretty much look like the chicken in the freezer at Tesco's, you know, but they're alive. They're my pets. I love them. And then watching one too many YouTube videos of cows playing football and things that, you know, are sentient beings and just who I just, yeah, I I just, the click just happened in my head one day. I just thought I can't, I can't do it anymore. So did you give up uh, chicken first? Yeah, I gave up chicken first. It felt so wrong eating chicken, being able to see my chickens in the garden. It just felt so wrong. Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. If I think about it too much, it does It does get to me. Um, but what, okay, bit of a coaching question. If you do think about it, what's the fear of you thinking about it too much? Um, 
I don't know. Like I really enjoy, I enjoy meat. Mm-hmm. I enjoy meat. I really enjoy fish and um, any sort of dairy based products. I love big fan of the cheese, big mm-hmm. fan. Um, and I was talking to someone the other day and I said, oh, I think I'd really miss cheese. And she said, well, you can get, get cheese substitutes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, like real cheese. I'm not talking about some sort of cheddar-based substitute. I'm talking about like Montdor, Camembert, blue oh. cheese, brie, uh, you know, Gorgonzola, you know, all yeah. of these cheeses that are so good. And I thought, I don't know. Yes, I've had I've had weeks where I've gone plant-based, uh, not plant-based, sorry. I've just gone vegetarian mm. and I've felt better for it. Mm. But I do miss meat when I don't eat it. So it's not, I, I, I'm kind of like really contradictory because I love animals, obsessed with animals, you know, any like, oh, if I see cows in a field, I've got to go up and try and touch them. Um, I don't bother them, but, but, but <laughs> Cow <they've> got, <laughs> the farm shop near us has got these big cows that come up. They're so friendly and they come up and um, like they greet you, Aww. you know, these big like Herefordshire bull. And then like next week you see them, you know. And the butchers, which is not great. Yeah, not um, yeah. You know, and I think, how can I be one? How can I really yeah. love animals if I eat them? And I, I that does bother me because that sort of sits there and I think, well, I'm a bit of a hypocrite then. Is she on the brink, listeners? Is she on the brink? I don't know, because I just Ooh. think I would really, I would really miss, I'd really miss fish. Yeah. I would really miss fish because I do love, I do love, eat a lot of fish. I know, Freddie, you'll eat fish too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got some strong opinions. So what else is on the list? Um, you might have to refrain from your favorite dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have uh, less energy, reduction in muscle mass, possible health issues, maybe pl- problematic for the growth of children, difficult for a physically demanding job, imbalanced diet, diet, uh, social isolation. Don't really understand social that Social isolation. Yeah, yeah. Um, increasing the need to educate yourself and not suitable for people with certain health issues interesting yeah and I, did, I did hear about um things like it can increase uh depression and anxiety um Is but that I right? think that's yeah and I'm not sure if that's a hormonal imbalance or if it, because I've read that as a pro as well that it can actually increase your men uh, improve your mental health so again I think like you said it's going to vary with individuals who decide to go vegan because we're all constructed differently anyway. Because one of the things in the cons list is that you could gain weight because being vegan, um, you know, if, if you're eating those kind of uh, switching to a plant based diet, you may end up feeling hungry and then binge. But then in the pros, it was you might lose weight and you might actually get healthier. So I think veganism is very much a personal choice and the effects and impact of being vegan is dependent on you as an individual. Because I know you just said about muscle mass being reduced, but um, Colin Kaepernick and Lewis Hamilton, they're they're both vegan and they're both professional or ex-professional athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, Colin Kaepernick was, you know, American football player, top of his game and you know I'm so, just... I'm so glad you told me who that was because I had no idea oh he I started... don't know who Lewis Hamilton is but, but I was like who's this other person oh he started the bend the knee um oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so um yeah like I said it's 
it's a bit of a rabbit hole thing, isn't it? When you go down and yeah, it is. And I, I do want to come on to our people's uh, opinions in a minute, but mm. I know you love a statistic. Oh, I love statistics. Do you want to do some statistics? Oh, yes, please. Hang on. I'm I'm going down my notes. I feel I like a newsreader today. I've got so much paper. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, oh, you, are, you like... gonna, are you going to dive in first? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's that's just, fine. I'm the stats queen. Don't take well... that away from, don't take that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. um, globally, would you like to know the breakdown of diets? This is globally. I would love to. Here we go. So 73% of the global population are omnivorous. So that means that they regularly eat both animal and non-animal products. 14% are what's called flexitarian. So That's they only occasionally, yeah, I know that, that that might be a good term for you actually, but it's occasionally eating meat or fish. So just occasional. Okay. 5% of the population are vegetarian. So that means that they do not eat meat, but may eat other animal products like eggs, cheese, milk, yogurt. It's 5% of, of the worldly population. Of the world. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is global at the moment. I'll get down to UK. Um, vegan. So global population for vegan or veganism is 3%. So that means do not eat animal products at all. So this is, remember, this is diet. This isn't philosophy way of life. Yeah. Um, and 3% are pescatarian. So that means that they don't eat meat, but they do eat fish. Yeah. And cannibals? Uh, or oh, not enough to, to make the uh, stats, oh, I'm afraid. 0%, but that doesn't mean to say they're not out there. No, that is future, true. Future quick episode, folks. Yeah, indeed. Um, that's interesting, isn't it? It's mm. like, you think, I, I, when you said 3%, I thought that's quite low, but then actually of the whole world's population. Globally. It's yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. And do you want to know the country with the highest uh, percentage of um, vegetarians? Oh. Oh, uh, sorry, vegans. Sorry, my bad. Vegans. Mm. Is it because it's the it's biggest population? Think more cultural and religious. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, is it like... Um, Indonesia or somewhere. Oh, I thought you were going to get it then. India. India. 19% of the population um, identifies as vegan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. Ah. However, oh. however, according to the data from Futurekind, thank you, futurekind.com, the top 10 cities with the highest number of vegan restaurants and, out- and food outlets, guess which one is number one? of cities yeah in the world okay you've got to give me you've got to let me have three guesses go on then okay um new york oh number two stockholm not on that oh um i want to say london but i Ooh, ding 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 is it london has the highest number of vegan ref- restaurants <laughs> vegan refuges refuges <laughs> refuges for vegans um that's 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 quite something to be proud of i think Lead, yeah in the way but isn't that showing island? the growth that the massive growth um in the uk 
where yeah I'm not going to say any more stats because I don't want to ruin it for you because you might have some stats as well but I have got some UK stats well no I I've um I've got some um things that show in line about Veganuary so Veganuary if you're not familiar with it is um a pledge that people take in January Mm -hmm. uh, to go vegan and um it started in 2014 and according to The Guardian, a record 500,000 people, of whom 125,000 were based in the UK, took the 2021 Veganuary Pledge to eat only plant-based food in January. Yeah. That's, uh, that figure was up by 100,000 from January 2020, and double of the number of people who signed up for it in 2019. Whoa. By the end of January 2022, the movement was expected to surpass 2 million participants. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. So it was suggested that a total of 2.7 million of people would join this year. Mm. This this and so it's only gonna grow, Gosh. I think. And yeah. I think as well, it's easier to commit to something when it's only for a short time, isn't it? Rather yeah, it becomes a challenge. Yeah. 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 Like I would I would probably off the back of this episode say, Do you know what? I will try it mm. for a week. Just well, maybe we it... should. Do you think we should? And then give an update on a next Quick Brew episode. I don't necessarily think my other half would be on board with the vegan side of things. But, you know, <laughs> we can see. We can see. Yeah. Um, but it said, um, what else was that? In 2021, the UK-based delivery service, um, so things like uh, Deliveroo Eats and Just Eat and things like that, mm. saw the number of vegan restaurants on its app more than double since the previous year, with 12,000 restaurants offering vegan-friendly options. The most vegan orders in 2020 were placed in Brighton, Bristol, London, Woo-hoo. Manchester, and Edinburgh. Gosh. Yes, exactly, Cherry. Exactly. Yeah. Is is Cherry vegan? She, she's a bit worried when she heard Bristol on the list. She now thinks oh. she's going to have to go vegan. Oh, well... Um, Concern for some, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, where's my other thing? So I talked about um, consumers uh, were not entirely. So it says so they did um, a research. There was an investment bank that did a re- um, some research. So the number of people who tried plant based meat yeah. alternatives increased from forty eight to fifty three percent between March and November. Of those who tried plant based alternatives, approximately half said they would continue to eat them at least once a week. Mm. But some consumers are not happy to switch entirely to a plant based diet just yet. Mm. Um, it said. of respondents who were not willing to try plant-based meat substitutes did not think that they would taste good. 29% said plant-based alternatives were too expensive and 37% objected to the highly processed nature of the products, which is what we were talking about earlier. And did you know there's something called a vegan butcher? A vegan butcher? Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like, what's that thing, an oxymoron? I know, Freddie. Like an oxymoron. yeah. Yeah. So it said 2020 saw the launch of Rudy's Vegan Butchers in London. The establishment looks very much like a traditional butcher's shop, minus the carcasses and animal meats. Instead, its counters and fridges are packed with plant-based meat substitutes. Not to be outdone, Asda started trialling a vegan butcher's counter. I know. It's all right, Freddie. We don't have to go vegan. No, it's fine. Um, 
uh, Asda started trialing a vegan butcher's counter at its Watford store in January 2021, Veganuary, to just just to be just to try it out. Good grief! I know. When you said vegan butcher, I just imagined you know the top end of a pepper, you know, a hollowed <laughs> out zucchini, you know, <laughs> just kind of you know the carcasses of uh, rows vegetables. and rows of vegetable kebabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. But this a vegan egg replacements vegan sweets and vegan chicken replacements and and i didn't realize but you can get vegan chicken now in kfc uh, yes. subway and nando's i didn't realize you can get it in nando's mm. yeah that's interesting see i think the numbers because of things like convenience foods like mcdonald's launched the mcplant burger in the uk this year and I think things like that that are making veganism far more accessible, I think the numbers are just going to rise. Because at the moment, as of 2022, 4% of the population in the UK identify as vegan. And that's that's quite a lot. But when, can you, oh, go on. So I was going to say about d- the demographics of that, guess which is the highest um, or the, the, the highest gender and age demographic for veganism? I'm going to say women aged between like, I don't know, 27 and 40? Nearly there. So women aged 18 to 34. Oh, okay. And the lowest, so the people who were 0%, which doesn't mean there are no vegans of this demographic. It just means the number was too low to appear on the stats was um men who are 45 years um plus zero mm. percent of vegans i can yeah i can see that do you think that's a generational thing um i think it might be um i mean it's not we're not talking i don't know some of those might fall into the whole meat and two veg era might not they yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> So. You get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Yeah, no, um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, literal meat and two veg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I just, when I saw the stat, I just kind of thought, all right, yeah. But now you, yeah, now we're actually talking about it. I don't know. I now want to interview a number of men who are over 45 and find out why they don't want to be vegan or what turns them off about being vegan well I, I Neil and I had had a conversation earlier this week about it and he said if I was if we were going vegan would I have to like not wear leather shoes and stuff like that and I was like well it depends how serious we we're going he's like well mm. you know I couldn't he's like I've got suede shoes I've got this I've got that and I was thinking yeah okay in that sense I don't own uh I mean I've got leather things but I don't own any like furs or anything like that no. because I don't no. agree with that um but you know he sort of said yeah I, I could but I don't really want to however we have cut down our red meat intake yeah. significantly for health reasons so we eat a lot of fish and a lot of white meat now mm. um so that's obviously we're taking that into consideration as a health benefit yeah but yeah we both, totally. yeah we both yeah. really enjoy our meat and fish and cheese we like we love our cheese mm. so yeah we could do it but do we want to mm. and whilst i can definitely see the the health benefits and the ethical benefits do we want to do it enough 
Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Would you like to know a little bit of the history about veganism? I would. Where it came from? Yeah. I would. So the term vegan was coined in 1944. So it's been around. The term vegan has been around for a long, long, long time. Um, but the concept of, um, for a better term, flesh avoidance, um, it could be traced back to, I oh know it's gross, isn't it? To, uh, to ancient avoidance. I know, <laughs> ancient India um, and Eastern Mediterranean sites, uh, societies. Hence why India still now is kind of the highest population um, of vegans. Um, but vegetarianism was first mentioned by a Greek philosopher um, and mathematician. You might have heard of him, Pythagoras. Ah, um, around his, 500 with his, BC. With, with his triangle. With his triangles, yeah. Yeah, yeah I so In addition to his theory and triangles and making school homework really hard, um, he promoted benevolence among all species, including humans. Um, and followers of Buddhism, Hinduism and Jainism um, also advocated veg- vegetarianism um, and believe, believe that humans shouldn't inflict pain on other animals. So it's it's been around for thousands mm. of years, um, but it was um, a British uh, woodworker called Donald Watson um, who announced that vegetable uh, vegetarians ate dairy and eggs, and he was going to create a new term called vegan to describe people who didn't. Um, now this was in 1944, and tuberculosis had been found in 40% of Britain's dairy cows the year before. So Watson kind of used this to his advantage, claiming that it pr- proved that the vegan lifestyle protected people from the tainted food. Um, so three months after coining the term, he issued a formal explanation um, to say that it was going to be a pronounced vegan, not vegan, like some people were pronouncing oh. it. And okay. he wrote a vegan society newsletter, which at the time had only 25 subscribers. But by the time he died in 2005, at the grand old age of 95, the into that as you will, uh, there were 250,000 self-identifying vegans in Britain and 2 million in the US. Wow. that's I, I also read something else about um, Pythagoras, which said... Pythagoras was distinguished by such purity and so avoided killing and killers that he not only abstained from animal foods, but even kept his distance from cooks and hunters. So he oh, really wow. went balls to the wall, excuse me for that term, but in terms of actually making sure that he was that pure in yeah. his belief system that he, you know, kept his distance from even the people cooking it. Well, that'd make networking hard, wouldn't it? It certainly would. It would. And I, I think it's the same with a lot of these things. Like, you know, religion is yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own individual belief systems. You know, some people are Christian, some people are atheists, some people follow Hinduism, some people are spiritual. The world gets on with its stuff when mm. everyone believes what they want to believe and doesn't mm. push it on other people. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same with foods isn't it mm. like you see a lot of the um like i i was uh reading a book recently um ramesh ranganathan oh yeah he's so funny yes he and it's it talks in that about him being a vegan mm. and he made a reference in one of his shows and a load of vegans sort of came after him 
and you know really like struck out at him and he was like if this is what vegans being about I don't want to be associated with it mm. and obviously in every factor of life you have yeah. the extremities don't you yeah. so you know not saying all vegans are like that but I suppose you know I I like the fact that I could potentially try this without someone forcing it down my throat mm. not yeah. in a literal sense yeah no I get what you, I get what you're saying my fear was that this ep- with this episode was that we were going to get some um not hostility but some and not bring it on but we love to hear people's feedback and comments and our aim on this podcast is to be balanced and as you said this is our views and our views alone whether we agree with it or not um which is why you know you saying that you're not quite ready to give up cheese meat and and things like that is is really honest and yeah to be commended I'd, I'd never say never no 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 but I'm I'm just I suppose I would probably try going vegetarian for a week first yeah easing myself into it and then try going vegan for a week yeah because I yes I know there are so many benefits behind it but you know I, t- I talk about people who like diet and they're like, mm. oh, you know, I don't let my, allow myself to have this. I don't allow myself to have that. And uh, you know, I'm like, well, do you miss any of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I really miss that. Or I really miss that. And I just think, well, okay, but what happens when you get to your deathbed? And you think, oh, God, you know what? I wish I'd just eaten the cake. Mm. I wish I'd just eat, you know. And whilst I'm not saying go nuts and just get fat and eat whatever you want to eat, like, there's got to be a balance, isn't there? And I suppose that's the whole thing with all of this. There has to be balance. Yeah. And I, I really like some of the opinions that I've spoken to people about it because a lot of these are quite balanced. Should we, should we delve into some of these opinions? Yeah, yeah. I've got um a, a bit of a longer piece from um someone who, who wrote to me about their their story. So let's let's go with yours. Oh, I've got I've got lots of long pieces. So oh, okay. how, how many have you got? Because I really want to dive into mine. I picked out one because it kind of covers everything. Oh no. Okay. Uh Okay, I don't know what to do now because I really want to feature all of these because I, you know, I think they're all... Okay, right. So this is uh, from a friend of mine called Kathy. And so um, from a nutritional perspective and growing up hating eating meat, I felt like it was eating a dead animal. And then reasons turned into more ethical, but it's more of a secondary reason. I think I just have no right as a human to take another animal's life just because I wouldn't want to eat it, just because I would want to eat it. I don't count myself as someone who needs to put themselves in a box. So I'm probably a more relaxed vegan thinking that people can do what they want, but I'm always up for explaining why it works for me. Definitely think veganism can turn people to the extreme where if you wear leather shoes or something, you open yourself up to a whole load of abuse. So again, that's talking about Mm. the, um, I posted out on my Twitter and I had someone called Sven, from Germany get back to me he's big up Sven with your vegan bratwurst that was on your on your Twitter page brilliant um so he said I'm I've been vegan since 2017 the main reason um I became a vegan was ethical I saw a documentary on Netflix um and because I was already vegetarian at the time I decided to support the um horrible industry of animal abuse Mm-hmm. at the time especially in germany there are a lot less alternatives for example for cheese and for milk but i was lucky because the vegan revolution over here was just about to explode mm-hmm. uh, the second reason for becoming vegan was getting more and more structure to healthy food um health in general uh comes with it your health improves generally 
I know Cherry. Do you think she's really concerned about being forced to become vegan? (laughs) Well, Lewis Hamilton forced his dog to be vegan. Oh, I read about that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we'll come back to that. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, uh, Okay, so uh, what do I think about people's approaches to it? I think, of course, to go vegan because of ethical reasons, showing their love and empathy for other species, that we have to live together with them and not abuse them. From a medical insight, as I work as a medical assistant, it's not easy um, and it causes many doctors and therapists to still think being vegan is not a balanced way of nutrition. Um, But it's good to eat as many vegetables as possible. And it talks about, you know, it's not, you know, you could be, you talk about not being healthy, being vegan, because you're not eating all the food groups, but then eating all the food groups, you might not be eating them in the right way. So you might eat fast food and stuff like that, which again is not healthy as well. Um, another friend of mine who is actually Kathy, who I just mentioned her partner, and this is Alex and Alex used to go to the gym a lot and he used to train, used to work out and he used to eat meat several times a day, like lots of protein, all about sort of bulking and gaining muscle Mm. and all of that. So he's done a complete 180 he's now vegan and he said the reason I started was in lockdown I fell out of a routine with going to the gym and getting meat out of the freezer at a decent time so I started eating what Kathy was eating because she was a vegetarian at the time um which you could just get out and stick it straight in the oven I then decided to watch Game Changers on Netflix which blew my mind on the whole movement of veganism I decided to give it a go and try it for a little while decided it couldn't hurt and I had nothing better to do (laughs) why not um I was doing a lot more cycling than weightlifting then so I thought it might help me get fitter within the first week of being vegan I lost five kilos and was knocking minutes off my usual cycling routes I felt fitter lighter and had so much more energy to the point where I was doing two to three workouts a day I started yeah I know I started doing more research on the benefits of being plant-based and after reading the book how not to die I couldn't understand how other people weren't doing it I used to eat two to three chicken breasts a day and now I've been vegan for around two years and I haven't looked back or missed anything and I've never felt healthier. Right, so we just talked about arguments for and against. I think Alex has pretty much convinced me. (laughs) Well, Alex has pretty much convinced you. You wait to hear Tom. So Tom is my cousin. He's a doctor. So this is is his thing. We were talking about Lewis Hamilton and professional sports players, right? So this says... Three years ago, I decided to go plant-based. Going into my second year of university as the basketball captain, I'd become aware of the sheer number of professional athletes that had adopted the vegan diet and wanted to see if it would benefit myself. NBA players, American football players, powerlifters, marathon runners, you name it, a vegan diet is extremely popular among sportsmen and women. To me, this expelled the myth of you can't get enough protein as a vegan. If the best and strongest athletes in the world can get enough protein from plants, then of course we can. I decided to give it a go and immediately felt the benefits. I felt stronger. I had more energy. My aches and pains were reduced. My acne cleared up and my food shop prices went down. I'm a fifth year medical student, so I've been very interested in the health benefits. From the research I've done so far, the evidence is clear. Going plant-based greatly reduces the risk of an array of medical conditions such as diabetes, heart disease hypertension many cancers especially bowel cancer it's not a hidden secret either i encourage you to do 10 minutes of google research with regards to the value of being plant-based and the verification will be staring right back from you from the computer the idea that a vegan diet is deficient in vital nutrients and vitamins is also completely false 
In fact, compared to the omnivore diet, it contains more vitamin C, more vitamin A, vitamin E, fiber, folate, and much more that makes a whole whole grain plant-based lifestyle the ideal diet for preventing and reversing chronic health conditions. Once again, this isn't an argument at all. There's so much evidence out there. The only downside to veganism that I've come across is the lack of vitamin B12. B12 exists in the soil and hence we used to abstain obtain b12 from plants but due to modern day fertilizers and global warming the ph in soil has reduced the uptake of b12 into plants therefore as a vegan the simple solution solution is to take a b12 tablet every morning i've been taking it for three years so the only downside is it's pretty easy thing to solve no one likes having their core beliefs surrounding nutrition challenge and i think that's why so many people are opposed to the idea of going plant-based i certainly despise the idea of veganism but when I, when I was younger, I used to make fun of vegans and have meat for every meal of the day. But it's amazing how your life can be changed for the better, having an open mind. Although I won't view vegan purely for health, I'm certainly aware of the bonus protection of the environment and animals. To me, it's also important to stress that I don't think it has to be all or nothing scenario. Even going vegan for half the week will improve your health and environment. For example, I'm plant-based 99.9% of the time as my mum still manages to peer pressure me into Christmas turkey as it's a tradition. Love it. <laughs> so that really does um, yeah. answer all of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he has addressed the whole B12 thing that we talked about earlier in the deficiency of nutrients and so on Mm. yeah they're quite compelling arguments aren't they I have another one but I want you to read so that I can rest my voice so I've got another Kathy I don't know if all vegans are you know Kathy is is that a oh Kathy and I've got another Alex but Alex is a girl so they're all Alex's Ah. or Kathy's Alex or Kathy's so my Kathy said um so I made the decision to become plant-based um nearly three years ago now Initially, after I did a little bit of research and learned the animal-based product causes inflammation and having inflammatory bowel disease, I thought I'd have nothing to lose by at least trying it. And I've never looked back. I miss the obvious flavors like bacon, chicken and a good old roast beef. But to be honest, the market is improving daily on advancing plant-based alternatives. So I'm not really losing out so much. As far as people's reactions, it's pretty comical, if I'm honest. My husband and I joke constantly about the fact that I'm vegan, so obviously superior in in society. Well, (laughs) that's how people react to me when I say I'm vegan. It's like I have this persona that immediately causes hostility from the other person. In fact, I don't have that persona. Just people seem to respond like I'm immediately looking for an argument about why meat is essential in one's diet and I'm an uneducated ass for suggesting otherwise. Sorry, I've never suggested otherwise. I'm literally asking for the vegan options on the menu if there are any. (laughs) It's so odd that it causes such a reaction when often people will openly ask why I've made this extreme life choice. Like they are all of a sudden experts on my bowel condition and the nutritional value in animal-based products. I'm always happy for a discussion, but it's often off-putting when it's received as I'm trying to change them and their lifestyle. No, sir. You asked me and I gave you the facts. Do what you will. I would still like to see the vegetarian option menu if that's available, please. I love being vegan. It's hard at times as I respect the fact that my family don't want to make that change. So sadly, I do have to put some of my newfound information and feelings to one side if others around me don't want to hear it or change. 
That's not my choice to make. So I still cook for the rest of them as normal. It's funny, though, how some people will say how nice and tasty foods are when I make it or gift it to them and then recoil when they hear the V word mentioned. Yes, my friend, fruit is vegan. So are vegetables. Water is, too, for that matter. Hmm. Most things, if we really think about it, actually, once you put the V word on it, some kids and grownups actually get quite upset by that observation. It's getting boring now to being labeled as the vegan in the group, like it's an illness or something. I'd probably be accepted more if I did have an illness rather than being vegan. I've fallen off the wagon and the repercussions have been very visible, extremely tired, depressed and snappy. It's clear that animal products are not for my consumption. Thank goodness for Cathedral City and their new plant-based cheese. Wow. I love the fact that she isn't trying to make that decision for a family no no and I I know that Kathy's husband did try veganism for a little while um but then kind of decided not to so yeah you're right and I think the fact that she will cook meat and touch meat because I imagine there are vegans out there much like Pythagoras who wouldn't Mm. even dream about I am not touching that chicken breast I am not touching that steak I am not going to make anything you know because for me yeah. the smell of mince is particular I mean and bacon don't get it the smell of bacon makes me hungry but I'm not going to eat it but it's yeah. that kind of smell isn't it do you miss it um not really not really because that's why no. I think that's that that's the it's the whole um Okay, so smokers, they have to do it for them. They have to want to do mm. it. And, you know, I think because I, I, I could do it, I could go vegan. That's not, that's not a problem. I could, I could try it for a, a week or a month or whatever. Mm. But I think it's the desire to do it. I know the health yeah. benefits are there. Like if you give up smoking, you know it's healthier if you don't smoke. But do you want to do it? And you mm. have to be in the right frame of mind. Um and it's the it, mental connection as well because if i if i smell bacon i think oh my god i would love a bacon sandwich but i know as soon as i took a bite i would feel so guilty because i would automatically picture the two little piggies down the end of my road that are there and just my my brain has made that connection between meat and its source so why do you think we in this country and this is completely going off piste why do you think in this country we think it's acceptable to eat some animals and not others that they eat in other countries? Yeah, good point. Like in Fr- in France, they eat horses. Yeah, yeah, and in some they eat dogs. In dogs, yeah. They they eat guinea pigs. Oh, I know. Yeah, and and uh, alpaca. No, not alpaca, llama. Really? Yeah, the bigger ones that spit. Yeah, yeah, llamas. Yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah. Mm, I don't. I don't know. And I, you know, you go. Do you know to... what's really weird? Bits, bits of animals. You know, there are some bits of animals. Like what is it? Sweet, sweetbreads, which are actually knackers. Knackers. Why would you eat knackers? Well, we went to a we went so we went to went away last weekend, and we went to a um on the way down, we went to a pub that was uh, my husband found it. It was highly rated in the um time the times list Mm -hmm. of great pubs in the countryside to try anyway it had two forms of offal on the menu so i had deviled kidneys what and what are deviled kidneys 
Um, I don't know. Okay, sorry. No, I think you know. Well, you know when you get deviled eggs, right? So they are kidneys. They're, They're kidneys, a... right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other thing was, but it was two forms of offal on the menu, and I'm like, no, no. Oh, it was like car- calves liver, and I'm like, seriously, two things on one menu. It was just weird. It was a really weird place. And I just thought, surely there's not that much call for weird stuff like that. Like, if you'd been a vegan, there was nothing on that menu you could have eaten. Absolutely nothing. I just can't get the mentality of, you know, looking at an animal and going, do you know what? I bet the thing that filters its piss is going to taste really nice. I'm going to have that on my plate. I just, I don't get it. I just, and, and like you said, knackers. Why? When would you look at knackers from what? What sweet, sweet cheeks? Uh, sweet breads. Sweet breads from sweet cheeks. <laughs> what sweet, sweet breads from? Is it a? Is it sheep? Is it? I don't owl? know. I think isn't it just a general term? You wouldn't just look at it and go, "Oh yeah, on my plate." No, but I do have a confession. You had sweet bread. No, you? I didn't. I didn't. But I do eat haggis. That's just a mythical creature, isn't it? It is, yeah. Runs around. It's a little furry, yeah. uh, round thing that runs around the Scottish countryside. Yeah, for people who don't know what haggis is, yeah, don't don't look it up. Um, but it's lots of parts of uh, predominantly lamb. Um, but it's like heart, lungs. But it's mm-hmm. all. To be honest, the 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 traditional ones are very. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. They are much more, I, I suppose I have the sort of sweet, the, the version for, you know, less hardcore haggis eaters that you can buy from like Marks and Spencers. And really, it just tastes like spiced mints. You wouldn't right, be able okay. to pick out any bits of it and go, oh, that's that or oh, that's that, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, like I eat black pudding. I eat crackling off pork, you know, and to, to a lot of people would think, oh, my God, that's horrendous. But <laughs> You know, and I get it. I get it's not for everyone, but I I don't try and force it down other people saying you sh- you should try and eat this, you should try this yeah. because you know each to their own. Um, I'm yeah. Do you know what I could I could consider this? I've got one more opinion that Go I want to share with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, someone called Alex, who's a girl this time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my mother-in-law's neighbour. So shout out to Alex, shout out to Mags as well. Um, So I've been vegan for a year on November the 1st. Before eating meat wasn't really a daily occurrence and I've never liked any seafood. So that part was easy. I decided on veganism because I wanted to live as ethically and sustainably as I could within the confines of the modern world. If I had enough land to live off and sustain me and my family in a self-contained way, I would, but we're not farmers. And the knowledge my partner and I have gained has always been from his contacts as a chef, Google and TV documentaries. Uh, Making this initial decision, I delved more deeply into animal welfare side of things and watched a documentary like uh, Dominion and followed social media advocates like Joey Carbstrong and Earthling Ed. And I felt sickened at the very nature of mass farming industry, even when it claimed to be free range of following animal welfare guidance. All my life, I didn't know that... mm, I probably won't read the next bit because it's a little bit graphic. Um... So initially it was just me and my partner and the kids continued to eat meat and dairy as before my little girl was only eight months old and still on formula, which is not vegan at all. As a chef at a very popular local restaurant, my partner had to eat animal products to taste the food. But at Christmas, we had vegan Christmas dinner 
And as soon as my little girl was one, we spoke to the nursery about moving them both from veggie to a full vegan diet. That's been no problem at all. I find it really difficult when we go out to eat with other people or to kids' parties or to other people's houses to enforce their veganism because I'm acutely aware um, that it's my choice and not theirs at the moment. And they're old enough to feel different from their peers but not old enough to stand, what, understand why. I allow them the choice in those circumstances where their options are very limited and I speak openly with my three-year-old about where animal products come from and that humans buying them from shops is hurting the animals. Some days he wants to eat chicken nugget, vegan chicken nuggets, and other days he just wants a hamburger with cheese like his friends. Who am I to argue with a toddler? In the last few months, my partner has left his job and we are ter- we're in the terrifying precipice of opening our very own plant-based vegan cafe and restaurant. Wow. We're spending our time sourcing the best local and UK-based vegan suppliers, looking as much for second-hand furniture as we can to upcycle and diving into the world of ethical catering supplies. It sure is a minefield, but it's incredibly exciting to be on the verge of offering a menu that we hope will be the most, uh, even the most determined of carnivores will enjoy with their vegan family of friends. Respect for other others, human and animal, consideration for our planet and inclusivity whilst enjoying really tasty food is the foundation of our family's future. Which I really oh, like. Amazing. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't, read out the graphic um part because you know for people listening to this it might not be that nice Mm. to listen to but yeah you know some parts of the farming industry and yeah are brutal brutal. and there are a number of um netflix documentaries i know you've you mentioned a few mm -hmm. um about uh, the fishing industry in particular which is quite quite nasty um and a few others that do talk about the um the not just the farm industry but the meat meat industry because it's yeah. not just farming is it no um, no i think i think if you're going to eat animal products and i mean this in every sense of the word you have to you have to delve into where where they are sourced from yeah is yeah. it ethically sustainable is it is it ethical in terms of how those animals have been raised, you know, mm. and I don't know, I spoke to someone the other day who is a, you know, hardcore meat eater. And he said, well, just me stopping eating meat isn't going to mm. stop farmers killing animals. And I suppose that's a very blindsided way of looking at it because you think, well, if everyone thinks like that, then they will never stop farming animals. And because yeah. the cost of living at the moment as well, the cost of decent meat, and decent mm. animal products is getting expensive so people are looking for cheaper alternatives which is probably going to affect the industry significantly anyway isn't it yeah. because if you want to eat chicken and you can't i mean it's 10 pound for a pack of chicken breasts like you two chicken breasts organic chicken breast is 10 pound mm. whereas you can get um so-called free-range chicken breasts you can get three big ones in a pack for 385 and you just think "Mm, there's such a difference there that one that's 385 what are those chickens going Mm. through you know and you really have to you really have to think about it you know would you ever eat at a fast food restaurant again if you knew what those yeah you know those chickens were going through or you know it's and no and hearing about so like things like foie gras did Mm. i say that right yeah, you know what that is. You know that's mm. geese or it's geese, isn't geese, it? Or ducks, yeah. geese, geese that have been force fed. 
And you can say it until you be dis- until you're desensitized and think, but it's still great, tastes great. But when you actually see it or see videos or pictures of it, it's it's ho- awful. It's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, do you know what? Weirdly enough, years and years and years ago when I was in, when I was a kid, I think I was about 14 or 15, I was in France with my mum and dad and this was on the menu somewhere. And I said, oh, what is it? And mum told me and I was like, you know, this was the days before you could get, um, before you could get a telephone with a video on it, kids. <laughs> you know, it was just a telephone that you used to phone people or had no screen what? or anything. I know. Or you just play Snake on it. That was it. Oh, yeah. um, so when I got back to a computer, when we got home, I Googled it and saw the videos of what it was. And I was like, I'm, nev- I'm never touching that. Now, as someone that eats pate and things like that, I've I've sworn off eating foie gras because I've seen the video and I found it so mm. horrific. And I don't know if, I suppose, if I watch some of these documentaries on Netflix, yeah. you know, would it put me off to the point where I couldn't eat it? And then would I be able to sustain a vegan diet in a um, house that is, you know, eats a lot of meat? Yeah. Could I do it alone if Neil wasn't going to do it with me? And I'm not going to raise Freddie as a vegan, Mm. But I want him to understand sort of ethically sourced produce yeah, and making sure, sure that it yeah. is organic and it's well, you know, well sourced. Yeah. So it it is a difficult one, isn't it? I feel like we could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, and I think we've run over time as well. We haven't even done. We haven't even done our famous vegans. I think we should still do it. I think we should still do it before we wrap up the show. Oh, do you know who was? dubbed the world's sexiest vegan in 2014 um is it a man or a woman man um lenny kravitz oh god that's a good one i'm just going through my list here and i I, there's several that i could have picked but lenny kravitz is my choice i'm having a lenny kravitz moment (laughs) right now (laughs) and i'm back um it was elliot page okay who is an ethical vegan. So the actor was previously spoken out about injustices facing um, farmed animals. And in 2011, he tweeted um, to ask people why they make fun of vegans. Um, And sharing his confusion, he asked, you know, inhumane factory farming uh, regards animals and the natural world merely as commodities to be exploited. So he is very vocal in the cause. I do think vegans are maybe not the butt of people's jokes uh maybe i don't know i'm not a vegan so i'm not at the other end of it i, would, I certainly mm. would never make fun of a vegan but um i think it's one of those things that like your friend said mm. people always assume that vegans are going to ram it down everyone else's throat yeah about why they should be a vegan mm. you know and not every vegans like that but they're no. open to talking about it um you know, it is, I, I, they do seem to be like, like as well, I've seen lots of things about gluten-free. And when I go out, I'm like, oh, can I have a gluten-free menu? And people are like, oh, is that a diet thing? I'm like, no, no, it's, I'm I'm doing it for health reasons. You know, and funnily enough about what your friend said about um, inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. I suffered from IBS for years. So I wonder, actually, if a, at, least a, veg- a, help. Yeah. at least a vegetarian yeah. diet would help. I don't know. Because you, you don't know these things, but yeah. Do you want to know some famous vegans? Yeah, go on. The very, very beautiful Courtney Act and Bimini Bamboo Lash. 
Bimini Bomboulash. Yeah. Absolute yeah. legend. Shout yeah. out. Russell Brand. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Simon Amstel. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. James Cameron, the director off of Avatar. Oh, yeah. Kind of not surprised. Laverne Cox. Yeah, kind of not surprised there either. Yeah. Uh, mm. Benedict Cumberband. Oh, yeah. I had him on my list. Yeah. yeah. Not that list, the, be- the uh, vegan list. <laughs> Peter Dinklage off of Tyrion. Yes, Bannister. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you sound quite surprised by that one. Well, he's from New York, and I just assumed that New York were kind of, you know, steaks and, you know, <laughs> totally stereotypical. Hi to our US audience, by the way. <laughs> we don't all think you're like that. We don't. <laughs> um, Billie Eilish. Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me. The ever beautiful Tom Ford. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Uh, Boy George. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz, obviously, we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lizzo. Ah, did yeah. not know Lizzo was a uh, vegan. Uh, Brian May. Yeah, he's very vocal, isn't he? Yeah. Two of uh, Paul McCartney's wives, Heather Mills McCartney and Linda McCartney. <laughs> Trend. I think, well, they're both animal act, animal rights activists, yeah. or were, you know. So uh, I'm just like, well, okay, that's his type. Um, Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ellen Pompeo. Off of oh, Grey's Anatomy, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, who we've already talked yeah. about. Portia de Rossi, Ellen's wife. Yep. Uh, Snoop Dogg. No. Actual Snoop Dogg. Oh, I know way. even Freddie's looking shocked by that one. <laughs> um, Greta Thunberg. Obviously, Obviously. yeah, yeah. Um, Will I Am. Okay. And last but incredibly oh. not least, least, the ever beautiful Michelle Visage. Michelle Visage. She gets better with age, by the way. She really does, doesn't she? Have you seen her in the in the most recent um, drag race, UK I drag race? I haven't caught up. I haven't caught up. Don't ruin it for me. You need to catch up so we can talk I know. About. I do. I do. I'm, I'm just too busy watching Jeffrey Dahmer at the moment, which he, oh, he's, he's not vegan. I'm just spoiler alert. I mean, that's, that is a big spoiler. I, I won't need to watch it now, will I? <laughs> Yeah, so Lewis Hamilton's vegan and he's opened his new um, plant-based um, chain of restaurants. Has he? What's it called? Yeah, uh, It's called Neat Burger. Neat Burger. Yeah, so it's just off Regent Street in London. Um, um, quick question whilst we're talking about Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about him raising his dog vegan? So first of all, I was kind of like, well, that goes against, you know, natural way of dog's digestive system and so on but it's a bulldog for a start and also it's um the dog suffered from health issues in the past uh which are commonly associated with that breed and since he put him on the vegan diet apparently the dog's got a lot better and it's improved his way of life so okay if it works for that pooch then it works it works yeah right yeah but I, I don't know. I suppose that's the whole thing. Like you think, right? Have an, animals have been raised? They are dogs are meat eaters. So yeah. who are we to take that away? But right. then again, yeah. Yeah. cavemen were meat eaters, and we've carried and we've on evolved. that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. someone's got to break the chain. Or have yeah. they? Oh, they, 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 they? We could just. Oh my god! 
We could talk about this. We could just keep going, couldn't we? You missed my Fleetwood Mac joke. No, I heard it. I heard it. And I was like, I'm going to come back. Is she talking about Stevie Nicks? Is Stevie Nicks vegan? Oh my God, if she is, if she is, I'm there. Stevie Wonder is. And he said, I've been vegan for the past two years. So that's helped my already good looking self. I mean, who are we to argue with Stevie Wonder? Who are we to argue? Uh, Natalie Portman, so at the, oh my God. Newton, sorry, the dog's barking at me. Uh, like, You're going to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> Daisy Ridley, Toby Maguire, Ruby Rose, Jared Leto. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, vegans are everywhere. Do you think, do you think it's a trend? I don't know. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix in 2020 used his Oscars speech to really um, slam the, the dairy industry. Did you see it? Oh, hello, Freddie. He's smiling at me. You are seeing he is, He's like, she's got lots of interesting oh, stuff to I, say. I really do. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is a very interesting man. <laughs> I didn't. No, um, I didn't see that. It's very powerful. I urge you to watch it. I'd seen it at the time and I watched it in prep for, for this. And he urged people to adopt a plant-based diet um, to lessen the suffering of farm animals. And what he says is so poignant to the, you know, it just goes straight to your heart and you just think, and it does make you think, it really make you makes you think. And he just summarized by saying we've, we've become very disconnected from the natural, from the natural world. And I think things like that, when you use a platform like that, are really powerful. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, those those awards have become more and more as a platform for those things, haven't they? For women's rights, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, trans exactly. artists. You know, and I think articulate people who can say things the right way in the right way are, uh, yeah. I think it's very persuasive and. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch yeah. that. I am going to yeah, watch I that. Do. And, and yeah. you know what? I'm going to, I'm really going to consider this. Me too. Um, me too. Because it's given me a lot to think about. And I think, uh, oh, goodness me, Freddie. He's like, please don't go vegan. I won't be able to burp like this. <laughs> um, I think, you know, obviously raising, raising children, I think, you know, we both want to do the right thing yeah. environmentally moving forward because they're the next generation and I just mm. wonder about you know what what is the right way to raise a child and mm. you know being ethically correct and things like that it's, it's, yeah. given, it's certainly given me a lot to think about do you want to have a um a smash at the final sip oh god um so I'll do it I think no, okay uh, should we do half 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 and half go on then so I think what this episode and the research has taught me, and I I will admit I didn't watch any of the Netflix documentaries um, that were listed, mainly because um, I a bit hypocritical. I find them really distressing. Um, I don't eat meat. I know what happens. I don't need to see it. I have made that decision for myself. I think the rest of the research and what we talked about here has really given me, excuse the pun, but food for thought. Yep. I think adopting a vegan lifestyle definitely has benefits from the experiences that you shared. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it the state that the planet is in, I don't see why I, I or people shouldn't give it a shot if it's on their brain. What have you got to lose? Yeah. If you can do it in a cost-effective way that suits you, if you can find the things that suit you, 
um, in terms of your routine, if it's something that you can sustain, the worst that happens is you don't like it and you revert back. The best that happens is that you've helped save the planet just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I really do. And I think each to their own. I've loved actually understanding people's viewpoints behind it. Yeah. Um, and talking to people who aren't pushy and people who are, because almost sometimes, you know, when you speak to people who are really forthright about stuff, it almost makes mm. you want to be like, well, I'm not going to do that anyway, because you're being so pushy about it. Mm. But actually just listening to the health ben- benefits of it and understanding how it can work for you. And like Tom said, there there are athletes out there doing it, mm. people that need energy, people that need muscle, people that need that sort of cognitive alertness. Mm. And they're following these diets. So why is it not a natural way of life? If all you Mm. need to do is take a B12 tablet to top up the rest of your nutrients, why Mm. are we not all adopting this? Because Mm. the books that Alex and Kathy told me about, the whole How Not to Die book, Mm. talks about all of these different health um, disorders and diseases, which can actually be stopped, if not reversed, by giving up animal products. Mm. And you think, then why aren't we doing it? Yeah. But like all things that tend to be enjoyable, they aren't always good for you. So, you know, I guess even if you're able to go vegan for half the week Mm. or, you know, a week, one week in every month or cut down your animal products every, not to be Tesco, but every little helps, I guess. And I guess it does. It helps the environment. It helps your health. It helps our NHS. It helps everything, really. So why wouldn't you? So basically, we're summarizing that give it a go if you want to. Because it's all good if you do. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so. And if you have listened to this and you are going to give it a go, please do tell us or if yeah. you've given it a go or or you know you've got you've got thoughts on this because I, I i think this is one of those really i think it's one of these really wonderful topics that we could talk about yeah. more and more and more i think this is probably going to be our longest episode yeah <laughs> keep talking I, about it i think from my point of view because i've got a friend who's a farmer and i know that you know that they're, they're, they're predominantly meat beef based and and i know that it really affects them if obviously the meat supply goes down because they're farmers that's their livelihood so i i am completely aware there is another side of this yeah yeah um this you know where people's livelihoods generations of farming is is at stake yeah um excuse the pun again i'm i'm you are knocking them out of the park today i really am um so yeah again that we can hold another episode just on that alone about the other side yeah point um but yeah, thank you for everyone who contributed to this episode as well, to yeah. all the Cathy's and all the Alex's and the Tom's. <laughs> and everyone else, and the Sven's. And the Sven's. Sven's in Germany. Big up Sven. Um, yeah, no, it's, it has been great. And it, it would be great. I know, Fred, Freddie's, I think Freddie's upset that he hasn't been involved in the uh, in the comment section. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, thank you to everyone who's um, who's given us uh, opinions today and taking the time yeah. to write in and also if you're listening to this as well thank you for listening uh, we'd love to hear your opinions and thoughts on it uh, moving forward I know Freddie I know I know and if this is the first episode that you're listening to please check out the back catalogue on Spotify Amazon Audible um, Spotify uh, Google playlists Samsung 
Samsung playlists, Apple podcasts. I mean, we're, we're on most. Everywhere. We are everywhere. We're infiltrating just mm. everything now, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, please, please do listen to our other episodes. And if you like what you hear, please check out our website and um, see our support us page and buy us a coffee. Or a tea. Or a tea. Some tea With bags. oat milk. <laughs> uh, yes absolutely oat milk uh non-animal derivatives yep um yeah no that would be that would be wonderful and yeah we just please please stay hooked on us um follow us i know i know freddie Foot is incredibly yeah. passionate about this <laughs> um yeah please do follow us um for follow-up episodes and uh, check out our social media pages for more um up and coming content Thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you much, everyone. Thanks for me. (laughs) Good night for me. (laughs) Thanks ever so much, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.